Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Naomi, the host of Ask Me If I Care. I'm here with my friend Rob. Rob, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Are you excited to be back on another episode? Yes, I am. I, I feel like it's a tradition that's already. good. Yeah, the general consensus is that you did really good, so people wanted to have you back on. So um, we are inviting you back to just good, good, kind of you. keep going with our discussions. Um, we have a lot of stuff to talk about today. Um, we are in a little bit of a rush, so we'll just try to get through everything as thorough as possible and just hope for the best. Definitely. That's all we can do, right? Okay, so last week we did talk a little bit about um, movies. So David is usually our movie person, but he hasn't been here in a while, so I didn't see The Irishman, but I heard that you did see it this week. I actually did. After we discussed it, it actually put like kind of a little bug in my ear and made me want to kind of watch it. So I did. Mm-hmm. I watched it. Um, it was good, but I kind of expected a little bit more for sure. Okay. Um, it was very long. It was over three hours long. So did you watch the whole thing like at once? I did not. <laughs> I wouldn't either. It's... No, I definitely did it. And, you know, it's weird because um, Robert De Niro is actually very Not old. Robert Mendes. No, I'm, I'm Robert Mendes. Oh, okay. Sorry, I got confused. Robert De Niro, the actor in the movie, he's actually very old. And they kind of like did special effects to make him look a lot younger like oh. in the movie. Mm-hmm. But you can still tell like by his like mannerisms and like the way he moves and fights and all that, that he's an older guy, obviously. So do you think that they did like a lot of makeup or a lot of CGI or maybe both? I think a mixture of both, but mostly CGI for sure. Oh, okay. What was the movie about? Like, I didn't even have that um, on my radar. So, Robert De Niro plays an Irish guy. Oh, wow. And he actually twist. meets... Twist. Twist. Plot twist. <laughs> and he actually meets um, this man where in the movie, he, in the, movie <clears throat> the man he meets goes by Russell, but his, um, his actor name is actually Joe Pesci. So Joe Pesci plays Russell Buffalino, if I'm not mistaken. And Robert De Niro plays Frank the Irishman. Okay. So Frank is basically somebody that um, they can tell him to do anything and he will do it. Like a dare. No, not a dare. (laughs) (laughs) So if you tell him to lick the wall, he will. No, but they will tell him to, like, go kill someone, take care of someone, you know, solve a problem, do this, do that. He will be that person to go and do that. Just because? So, or, like, is there, like, some kind of I mafia feel like activity? He, like, in the beginning, he really wanted to get involved with it because um, he didn't like the job that he was doing anymore. So, at first, it began small. It began with him just, like, kind of smuggling steaks to somebody. and um, just, Steaks, like... Beef steaks? Beef steaks, yes. That was illegal or what? Um, I don't think it was illegal, but he was trying to make it he was trying to get away with it and I think What is there to get away with? You know what? It is what it is. I'm just trying to under- when when did this movie take place? Um I wanna say back in like the sixties or the fifties. Oh, okay. So this is like an old So this is it's based pretty far back. Okay. So there might have been some kind of law against stakes back then, I guess. Perhaps. Okay. Sorry, I feel like I'm making the steak thing a really big deal. No, no, it's, it's okay. But, I mean, yeah, it was definitely um, a movie that I 
expected a lot more from and it just didn't do for me what Martin Scorsese's other films have done for me. Were you bored? I was a little bit bored. Um, Would you rename him Martin Snorsese? That's... <laughs> I've been trying to get that joke off all week and nobody will let me. I mean, I would definitely not go that far because his past work is really great. And I mean, the thought and the detail put into this movie, it, it is there. Somebody said that this is this movie he's been working on for like 10 years. Yeah. And I mean, it's very detailed, but I mean, it's just so long, which Casino is long. And I, like I said in the last podcast, Casino is one of my all time favorite movies. So this one, it just, it just wasn't as appealing. Like it didn't keep my attention that could just be because Robert De Niro isn't as young as he was okay. so his acting isn't as you know um as good as it was back then because he wasn't uh, as mobile I so guess. he's so old now he's, he's very old <laughs> him How and old Joe Pesci is he? isn't Joe Pesci the one in um Home Alone yes <laughs> yes Joe Pesci is the one in Home Alone Awesome. I'm so proud that I remembered that. Um, okay. Yeah, Robert De Niro is 76 years old. That's not even that old. My grandpa's older. Not even older that old, that. but in the but in real life he looks a lot older. Wow. Yeah, I guess you can't really like when your cameras is like high def, you can't really hide all the wrinkles. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Okay, so would you like rate it out of 10, like recommend it to somebody else or was it just not um, really that great? It's definitely one of those movies that you have to kind of be prepared for. You have to kind okay. of know what you're getting into. So I would I would recommend it, but I definitely would um, would just want to let any listeners know that if you're going to watch it, be prepared to sit there for a long time. Okay. And I hope you know the kind of movies that Martin Scorsese does so you can be aware of that. It's very mobster, you know, like all of that. Okay, so earlier this year, um, me and David did kind of like an Oscars rundown. Are you like familiar? Like, do you ever watch award shows like that? Or um, not really. Okay, so I was gonna ask you. My next question was gonna be if you thought this was Oscar worthy, or like at least like, oh no, for worthy sure, to no. be nominated. No, mm-hmm. you don't think it'll get a nomination no. at all. Okay, I'm gonna remember that when the nominations come out. We'll see who's right or wrong. We'll I feel like see. everybody's dick eating this movie. That's why. Like everybody's like, oh, Irishman. Oh, Everybody think, it. thinks it's really good. Yeah, and there's been a bunch of like memes about it, and like I haven't seen it, so I don't understand any of the memes. I mean, I like it because like I love mobster mobster movies like that. I love to kind of learn a little bit more about that lifestyle and like the way that they talk. Like there's there's one <laughs> there's one funny part where Joe Pesci plays Russell he's telling this other guy that he needs him to take someone to Australia mm-hmm. and that's kind of their slang for telling him I need you to take care of this guy like kill this guy take okay. him down under you know oh. so it's kind of funny because like their play on words is a little elaborate and they try to like get what they're trying to say across without actually saying it okay so you kind of have to decode a little you bit. have to decode a little bit yeah for sure okay for sure for sure so I will definitely not watch this movie because I could not care less about Martin Scorsese <laughs> films. But I'm glad that you got to talk about it because this is an entertainment podcast. So thank you for doing your research. And I had to. I had yeah. to. I didn't want to leave the viewers just completely in the dark. I wanted to give them some positive feedback and right. let them know that they have someone that's willing to go that extra mile. I am so proud of you. Wait, did you rate this out of 10? 
No, you didn't. No, I did not. Okay, can you? I would rate it out of six. Six out of ten? Six out of ten. Okay, so somebody that actually did their homework, watched the movie, and is telling you guys it's a six out of ten, watch it if you want, tone if you don't want Completely to. up to you. If you want to watch it, do it. If you don't, don't. We live in America. We can make our own choices. It's free society. Free society. Okay, cool. Well, that is that the only movie that you watched this week? Stop. Don't give yourself an applause. Thank Rob you. thinks he's Thank super you. cool because he's managing the soundboard this week. Um, and he has like a different applause than my applause, which I guess is okay. Your but applause is probably a little bit better than mine, but I'm just trying to... Do you at least have a laugh track on there? Um, I probably do. Um, I guess I'd have to kind of look for it, but... Okay, because that's the only thing that I don't have is a laugh track. Ew. <laughs> that was Rob's actual laugh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was horrible. Please never play that again. Yeah, I won't. I won't. I will not do that. Um, but we are. We are prepared to get into it today. We really want to kind of dive a little bit more into the entertainment part of this podcast. Well, the music part. The music part, right. you know, as a whole, because you know Naomi does take this very seriously, and I want to really I take this seriously with her. I don't take anything seriously. She actually came prepared last time, and I felt so bad because I was not as prepared. And this time, I tried to. I'm. I'm I try to be a little bit more prepared, but I'm. I'm a big procrastinator, and I've had a lot of things on my plate at the moment. Um, but we have some things to get into today. Okay. So are you going to intro something, or do you want me to transition into it? Um. So. What I've been kind of very interested in, because okay. as you know, I listen to podcasts regularly. I, so, but not this one. But he'd not ne- this He'd one. never listened to this so one So being before. a part of this one is actually really, really neat, because I listen to TED Talks every day. Um, <clears throat> and a, t- a TED Talk that actually really stuck out to me, um, actually not too long ago, was about a subject called imposter syndrome. Okay. Now... Naomi, do you have any idea what imposter syndrome could be? Okay, so my first thought when you say imposter syndrome is that fake it till you make it, till you make it um, mindset. I don't know if that's right or not, but that's kind of what I think. I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong. Um, in a way, yes, that kind of is, but it's basically the the way that the way that I I gathered it from the podcast is. Um, being in a place that you feel like you don't belong and at any moment you think somebody is going to figure that out. So you're just constantly worried about not doing the right thing because you just you don't want to mess up because you feel like everybody's looking at you with a little bit of like a stern eye, you know. So that's like me at my job right now. But, you know, and, and what was interesting about it is um, this guy uh, that I listened to in the podcast, he actually started a company. And it was him and his friends right out of right out of out of out of their university. They started a company, and they felt like um, they felt like they really didn't know what they wanted to do. But I, I I forget the actual actual company that they started and what they what they were focused on. But whenever they were working on it, they felt every day that they really weren't equipped to handle the workload that they had. That they weren't as knowledgeable as they should be in the field that they were trying to pursue. That's relatable. And what was neat about it is that having this sense of not being good enough made them better than 
so many people around them. And for that, and the reason being, since they felt like they were not good enough, it made them strive, strive to work harder, learn more, push themselves, pursue that subject and try to be the best that they can be because they are so new to that specific area. It made them want to constantly level up themselves and it made them constantly question their actions to make them make sure that they're doing the right thing. Okay. So it actually went on to be one of the one of the most successful companies in the world. Okay. And he was actually I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, go ahead, keep going. But he was actually speaking to other CEOs of companies, um, and they said that they actually all feel the same way. They feel like and they're... It's com- it's, yeah, yeah, it's common. Like, it's common to feel like you're completely out of your league. If you don't feel like you're out of your league, you will never truly grow. And this, and this goes with so many different avenues of life, relationships. If you don't feel like your partner is out of your league, you will not be doing things to make sure that you keep them. Because if you feel like they're out of your league, you will constantly be making sure that you can do these certain things to make you stand out, to make you make them realize that they want to keep you around, you know? You want to always be leveling up, so to speak. Okay. Would you agree? Um, no, yeah, I do agree for sure. Um, and especially just kind of like in the professional sense as well as like the personal sense, I think because that like affects me more. Um, I spent two years at a job just now, like feeling like I didn't belong and trying to prove myself constantly. But I felt almost in a way like towards the end that I've been overcompensating. Do you think that maybe that happens to people with imposter syndrome? You know, I, and I really do, because I feel like in a sense, we all suffer from a certain grade of imposter syndrome. But what's what's amazing about it is we're not alone, you know. Um, a whopping 70% of people admit to feeling like an imposter at some point in their lives. Have you ever felt that way? Honestly, yes. With like what kind of avenue? Um, I would say with the types of friends that I've been trying to surround myself with okay. um, and been introduced to. Sometimes I feel a little bit out of my league with them because some of them are more you know older than me uh, most of my friends are older than me but i appreciate that because it makes me want to be better it makes me want to do better try harder you know present myself in a certain light and always try to exude the best part of myself first you know and this goes back to even like our last podcast where energy is everything you know the the person you are and what you want to be comes off as your first impression and that's key when you're meeting people you know um but imposter syndrome is definitely something that i'm sure everybody can agree that they have dealt with and there's you know college students deal with it even the brightest and most talented students might believe they don't belong at their prestigious educational institutions you know that the admission officers made a mistake in accepting them you know What's interesting, though, <laughs> is that most <laughs> of the time, these students are actually the stars of their classes. Because, going back to what I was saying, they're trying to excel and make sure that they can compete and, you know, be on the same level as the people that they think are better than them. Okay, so let me ask you this now. Do you think that 
suffering from imposter syndrome can be like a good thing or is it like a negative thing or is it hard to define? I I see it as I see it as as a bit of both. I see it as more of a pro. Okay. Because realizing you have it just makes you want to be a better person. But also realizing you have it makes you second guess whether you are an imposter. And sometimes with certain people that can kind of downplay their ego and make them feel like a less lesser of a person, you know? Yeah. So it can go both ways. It just depends how you take it, how you perceive it, what you want to do with it. I say just be the best person that you can be and just let everything fall into place the way it should because it is the way it should be. Okay. It is what it is, It right? is what it is. Okay. Yes. Well, that was very informative. But I do want to say... Mm-hmm. Um, there are certain ways that you can actually overcome imposter syndrome. Yes, please tell me how because I think I suffer from that. Okay, so you can you can change <laughs> your mindset. Okay, because no one is perfect. Okay, it's I hope. Feel like some people kind of can be. No, nobody. That's what makes us human. Nobody on this planet is perfect. No one is perfect. Okay, and it's okay to mess up every once in a while. Can we agree? Um. It's okay to mess up because we learn from those mistakes, okay? Imperfections and mistakes do not mean you are a fraud or that you don't belong where you are. So if you ever slip, if you ever fall, get back up on your feet and learn from those mistakes. Okay. Okay? Our greatest glory is not in never falling, but in rising every time we fall. Okay. Remember that. Just let that sink in. Our greatest glory is not in never falling but in rising every time we fall. <laughs> You're you, like a therapist right now. I you, feel like I'm like on the couch in my therapist's agree? office. Would you agree? No, yeah. I can I, keep going because this is something that really does intrigue me. Like just listening to it, 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 it just, it just kind of opened my eyes to, to the way that other people think and the way that other people view themselves because although to us they seem very successful and they have everything together and they're making all this money and doing this doing that going here traveling buying these cars living lavishly they might feel like they don't have it all together which is which is kind of i don't know i I can't think of the word for it but it just makes it um, just brings it a little bit more into perspective that you know we are we're all equal we are we all second guess our actions and we all think about what we're doing how we're going to do it and how we're going to accomplish what we want to do yeah i mean i don't i don't want to get too into it but um it's just a very intriguing topic and i feel like it, it can be very helpful for people to kind of learn a little bit more about this because it'll help them in their everyday everyday lives Um, But a few things that you can kind of do to try to combat that is, number one, acknowledge yourself. Once you recognize your own talents and abilities, you open your eyes to countless opportunities that you previously haven't considered. You know, be ambitious, form new dreams, and strive to attain those goals. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you achieve achieve success, pat yourself on the back, you know? Give yourself kudos, and that is 
coming from your subconscious, that's going to hype you up so much more than you know. Little words about, of affirmation are going to build you up and make you a better person, whether you know it or not. And telling yourself, man, I wish I would have did this. Man, I suck. Man, my memory is this. You know, I can't. You know, just little little things like that really do tear yourself down, whether you realize it or not. So um, <clears throat> another thing I can say is just keep a, keep a list of, comp, of compliments, you know. Um, find an empty glass jar. And do you do that? I do not do this, but I want to do since I have been, you know, um, looking into this. This is actually a really good thing that I think a lot of us could practice. So keep, keep an empty glass jar. Um, and whenever you receive compliments, write them down on a small piece of paper and save them in your jar. Watch your jar slowly get filled up with all the little and big praises you hear each day. That'll build your self-confidence more than you know. I used to actually do an exercise like that when I went to Catholic school. Like, we would have to do it for each other. Like, and then at the end of, like, whatever period, we would, like, read all the notes that people wrote about us. Yeah. And just cute. And how, and how good does that feel um, to hear those kind words? Yeah, I guess it's pretty good. Yeah, it feels good. And, you know, um, <clears throat> when you need some encouragements just to overcome your imposter feelings, just pull one of those notes out. Just read them. Give it a read. Let that kind of sink in. And just take it in for what it is and build yourself back up because you're great. We are great. We are made to succeed and we're going to succeed. Okay? Another thing you can do is talk to someone you trust. Talk to someone you trust. And remember, like I said, 70% of people have felt like an imposter in their lives. That's a lot of people. Okay. More than half. It's more than half of the population of this world. So I'm just going to leave you with that. Express your feelings. And don't be afraid to talk to someone about what you're feeling. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Rob. I really, really appreciated that. I'm sure that somebody out there really needed to hear that. Maybe it was me. And I hope so. And I hope so. You know, I do I do wanna wanna kind of be a voice that someone can turn to um, when they do need something. I I I just wanna be able to add a little bit of, you know, word some words of encouragement to someone's life, you know, whether that be small, insignificant, whatever have you. I wanna be able to leave some sort of impact on people. And that's, I feel like that's our purpose of living, but that's a whole other situation I don't want to get into. We, we're we on this earth to make other people's lives better. Okay. And that's something I firmly believe in. So that makes me feel really bad about um, getting on this podcast and creating a timeline of Big Sean and Ariana Grande's relationship because this took like a totally positive direction and I've never talked about anything important so thank you for bringing that podcast. like i'm yeah. serious you're, you're welcome it's very insightful and i hope that helped out some of the listeners out there or at least one of them i hope so i hope so and i mean that that doesn't mean that we're not going to be a little bit petty on this podcast yeah we have to be but it definitely does show that no matter how petty we are we care or i mean if you ask us if we care we don't, but we do. I mean, if you ask us, we can say yeah, because it's not like ask me <laughs> if I don't care. Um, but okay, just ask me, and depending on how I feel that day, I'll let you know. Yes, more than likely, I'll care. Okay, okay, okay. 
Um, so moving on to something more petty, Eminem and Nick Cannon are beefing. No, just kidding. We're not going to talk about that because... I don't even want to give that breath. What, yeah, what year is it that they're fighting? Didn't they like Mariah remember, Carey like in 2007? I just remember Nick Cannon doing like the, the glasses, like the Warriors saying, Marshall, Ew. come out and I've play. actually seen that movie. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Nick Cannon is so beneath Eminem, it's like not even funny. Oh, that's like a whole other debate. You really think so? I think so, because if Nick Cannon thinks that his artistry is even up to par with that of Eminem, he thinks he can rap battle Eminem and come out as a winner. Well, he re- he like released two diss tracks and Eminem only tweeted back. He's like be- supposed to be the lyrical miracle. Where's uh, his response? Because I'm sure Eminem, Eminem is a silent killer. He's going to come out with a, a one, you know. But Mariah fuck Nick instead of Eminem. And? Well, I Nick mean, still, Nick already won. Nick still ain't shit, though. You really think that? I really do think that. I don't, I'm not a big fan he's of He's a Nick host Cannon. of Wild and Out. Duh. Obviously, he's way better than... Oh. I'm just fucking with you. So I just had to let that like sink in that that was an that actual argument. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's okay, though, because... Nick Cannon is a very successful person, mm-hmm. but Eminem is better. Okay, if that's your opinion. That is how I feel. We're all entitled to our own opinion. I guess you are white. Everybody that's white likes Eminem and thinks he's like a god. Did you like um, Revival or what's it called? Kamikaze? Yes, I did. You did like Kamikaze? I did. It came out last year, right? A lot of that is in my playlist for the gym. Okay. Well, I guess you were not invited to talk on this podcast ever again. All right, listeners. Um, this will be my last and final. Thanks. Just kidding, of course. Okay, we were actually weren't even supposed to talk about that. That was supposed to be like a passing joke. But um, did you want to go on to other hip-hop news or did you want to do new music? Um, I haven't even... One is definitely less depressing than the other. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like I do want to address it, though. Like now? Okay, so you want to announce it? So recently, as most of you may know, Juice World, oh. rest in peace, has passed away. Yes. At 21. 21 years old. 21 That's younger than me. That's and right. you. That's younger than me, too. Yeah. Just imagine being only 21 for a few days. He wasn't even... he He's barely t- yeah. 21. And supposedly the more that they investigate someone had actually tipped off the feds because they were eyeing him so when they had landed he had popped all the percocets that he had and he was bleeding from his mouth again i don't condone doing any sort of drugs you know smoke weed do that you know Drink a little bit, you know. I don't, I'm 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 even a little bit opposed to drinking, even though we're sipping a little bit right now. Cheers. Cheers. But when it comes to things like that, that are of of chemical, um, yeah, like they're you know, like man made, like, like yeah. man made, you know, and not like just chemical composition and all that. Like I just I just don't I just I just don't see the sense in all that, and it and it, it comes down to a lot of the. The rappers now like glorifying that, you know, like they sipping do. lean, 
popping Percocets, Molly, cocaine, and all of this. And it's very unfortunate because it just kind of puts this kind of picture out there for the up-and-coming musicians to think that this is something to obtain. This is something they want to work towards. They want to they want to achieve the success so they can do all these drugs and live this lifestyle and do what they want when doing all of that is killing yourself. Yeah. You're ingesting all of these chemicals and just tearing yourself apart. That's not a way to live. That's just a means to an end. Yeah. And it's sad, too, I think, that um, people think that they can't get put on if they don't subscribe to a certain lifestyle. And I think um, they think that that's what the streets want to hear. And I feel like as a culture, like as a society, we have to change and evolve past that. So that way... um, We have to do better. Yeah. So that way people aren't um, just like torturing themselves. And I mean, yeah, like smoking a joint every once in a while is fine. But if you're actually like doing a physically addictive drug, like that's a whole different... Um, just like ballpark of Mm -hmm. substances that, you know, I mean, I've, I'm not like one to like talk about drugs or anything because I don't have any like experience, but it just, it worries me. And, um, I think at this point for Juice World, it's all speculation. I don't know. Like they obviously haven't had like an autopsy report. He just passed a few days ago. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. So it's all just hearsay. Yeah. Um, so I just want to be respectful to his family and especially all his fans and his friends that he left behind um, yeah. because I'm sure that that is not an easy trauma to go through, knowing it's definitely that. definitely not. So yeah. rest in peace to Juice World. His music was very different. I Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and lie on a dead man and say that I was like checking for no, all of his projects. Same, yeah. same. Me either. I mean, the hits I definitely heard. Yeah. The, the ones that were mainstream a little bit. I mm-hmm. heard those, and, I mean, they were good. Very different. He didn't kind of, he didn't stick to a specific genre or, like, niche. He kind of, like, paved his own path, which was really neat. I actually have a younger cousin, uh, Luke, that mm-hmm. was really into his music. My cousin Cassidy, which is his sister, took him to a Juice World concert. So we actually got to see Juice World, oh. like, at a legit Juice World concert. Like, just Juice World so, um, yeah, he, he was big into all that. So I, I can't even imagine, like, the impact that it has on, like, that up-and-coming generation that listens to that. Because, you know, like, every up-and-coming generation has their own set of artists that they listen to right, on the yeah. regular. You know, like, uh, like for us, I'm sure, it was, you know, it was, like, Drake, it was, like, Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. you know, uh, J. Cole, Kendrick yeah. Lamar, people like that. And then for the up-and-coming, it's, like, this newer generation, you know, Lil Uzi, Lil Pump, Lil Skies, um, Juice, Juice World, yeah. all these different people. And it just, it's very unfortunate the amount of glorification that goes on in this younger demographic when they should have been the ones to stop it. Yeah, when you put it like that, like, you're totally right. That they are the ones with all the resources that, like, have the knowledge now that, you know, the certain activities that they're glorifying are not healthy and they're not good for you and you shouldn't do them, but yet they still partake. Especially with, like, the how relevant social media is today and the amount of things you see online that pertain to the negative effects of these drugs that they're consuming, you would think that they would have something better to say for this younger generation growing up, you know? It's just it's just unfortunate. And, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I just, um, 
you know, wish the best for his family and friends. And then um, when I had found out that he had passed, I went back and listened to his um, most recent album. Um, I think it's always good to do that just to give, like, the artists their streams. So that way you help out the people that they left behind, like the family, the people that were kind of benefiting off of their music. Um, so I went ahead and listened to that. And as I was just kind of focusing in on the lyrics, like, he was, he sounded really sad, like, almost like, he was using the drugs to kind of like deal with a lot of his pain and I just feel so horrible that someone so young felt that way and I yep. hope that anyone out there that does feel that way um, knows that they can overcome it and they can get help. It's just taking that first step that's the most difficult yeah. Taking that part. first step and knowing that there is always somebody that you can talk to about these things. Don't ever feel like any problem is too small or too minuscule for the people around you. There's people around you that love you, that care about you, and want you to be better and do better. So I feel like reaching out is the first step. I know it. I know for some people it seems hard, it seems difficult, it seems like no one wants to hear these issues that you have, but that really is the first step in healing. And there's people that want you to, to succeed and grow and build you up, so. Just okay. just let let the people around you help you, for sure. Very well said. I'm glad that we are taking a very positive spin on this week's podcast. I think everybody kind of needs a little bit of positivity um, in their world. Um, but I guess we just um, celebrated a life, so we'll keep going with that. Jay-Z just turned 50 this week. That was a huge accomplishment. Um, he's one of the biggest most successful rappers in the history of the entire genre of music um so that was a big deal he also um i guess like to celebrate in a way he made his catalog more accessible by posting it on spotify i think it was on apple music but i can't really be too sure um but i know that watch the throne is now on spotify so i downloaded that real freaking quick so i could have it in my library um because i just love that album and i think that Jay-Z has impacted the culture a lot and always for the better, so. Oh, yeah. Jay-Z, the artist, the icon, the billionaire. Mm -hmm. First, right. yeah. you know, yeah. billionaire, even at his late age, he was recognized as a billionaire. So um, definitely want to shout that out. No matter how old you are, you just cannot stop that grind. You got to always be working, always trying to strive to do better and be better and jay-z is that prime example um just just a little small list of his accomplishments he has that um the what is it's it like the, champagne, the champagne that ace yeah. of spades or what is it armand de brig brignac brignac, brignac? That, i don't what, know <laughs> what it is. so he's made 310 million dollars off of that Huge. That's insane. For someone to come up off the streets like he has. Yeah, for someone literally to like sell drugs on the corner. Oh yeah. Like, to so, grow. Oh yeah. So shout out shopping. shout out to Jay-Z. Um cash and investments. He's made over two hundred and twenty million dollars off of just cash and investments. He also has his own cognac. Um do mm -hmm. A lot of people like Doucet. <laughs> Megan the Stallion is making that pretty popular because she loves to drink Doucet. He's made a hundred and a hundred million dollars off of that. And then all of our favorite streaming services, although it is a bit expensive. Rob has it. 
I actually do not anymore. Oh, you yeah, canceled. I had to cancel it. Yeah. Oh. So Tidal, he's made a hundred and million, a hundred million dollars off of that. Um, <clears throat> it definitely is worth its 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 price. I wish it was a little bit less expensive, but for the master quality and the exclusive that it, exclusives that it offers. It's definitely worth it. Uh, Rock Nation. He also started with Rock Nation. Seventy-five million off of that music catalog. Seventy-five million. You know the list goes on and on. This man has literally built himself from the ground up. And personally, his biggest achievement is bagging Beyonce. But <laughs> you know, no, it's true. That so. Was- very good for him and his brand, honestly. Just that whole like marriage, they're just like the power couple right yep. now, or they have been for like the past they however long have they've been. been married. Their combined net worth, I'm sure, is over one billion. Um, and <clears throat> Swiss Beats actually had a pretty neat comment about Jay Z. So he said, If he's a billionaire now, imagine what he's about to be because Ooh. he's only just starting. That's true, very, very true. And he's made a lot of investments, too, in assets. Like, I know, like, his private art collection is worth a lot of money also. Um, I don't know exactly how much at the top of my head, but I read that somewhere. Um, Just, like, other things that he owns. Like, imagine being Jay-Z's accountant. Like, you are probably really, really smart, like, investing all his money in the right places. Yeah. But, I mean, Jay-Z is doing it right. Like, what other other rapper, hip-hop mogul do you know? Hanging out with Warren Buffett. Exactly, yeah. And he's like the only one of his kind that's like... Is he is he hip-hop's only billionaire also? Because I know is. he's the first, no, but... He is. Yeah, he is. He... So the original one that was, that was expected to become billionaire first was not Dr. Dre. Mm-hmm. It was actually P. Diddy. Yeah, he owns the... Uh, is it Ciroc? Ciroc? Yeah. Yeah. But Jay-Z surpassed him. I think he made like a lot more investments probably yeah, throughout he, his career. Yeah, he has his portfolio is so diversified. It's just insane, you know, to come to come from his kind of upbringing, and that's just that's just a testimony in itself to just um, never stop believing in yourself because you never really know what you're capable of. It's beautiful. I'm glad everything has such a positive spin today. Like we're just getting <laughs> into it. Um, okay, I think that's all I had to say about Jay-Z. He was, like, trending on Twitter on his birthday. Like, people were just saying, like, happy birthday, Jay-Z. Happy 50th. It's awesome. Um, so that's that, pretty yeah. badass. Mm-hmm. Did um, you see... What? Side note. Mm-hmm. The whole brother nature debacle? <gasps> I did. I was sad. I was sad at first, but the actual restaurant released the footage. Stop. And Brother Nature is the aggressor. No, it's not. Stop. Yes, he was. What happened? So he went in. This is my first time hearing about this. He went in, and they were about to close. So he was trying to order his food, but he wanted to sit, like, in the back corner because he didn't want people to be taking pictures of him and this and that. Yeah, he's Brother Nature. Duh. Yeah. I mean, Brother Nature's cool as shit. So I'd I'd, I'd, I'd want a picture with Brother Nature, you know? Okay. So anyway, they weren't going to, they just told him he can only order to go. Okay. So he was mad about that. Mm. And <clears throat> so other patrons in the building were telling him, like, hey, bro, just chill. And Brother Nature had to pull his celebrity card, which. <laughs> Do you know who I am? You def- <laughs> Come on. You should, I mean, that should never be At something. Brother Nature. <laughs> 
that should not be something to be pulled because I've always seen Brother Nature as somebody that is really trying to do good for um, for the world as a whole, for humanity, and for this small thing to be such a big situation, it's just very unfortunate because they had to kick him out. A cook had to come out from behind the counter to push and get Brother Nature out of there. Brother Nature was already out of the building and he pulls the doors open, Mm -hmm. rushes in there and starts swinging on the people that are sitting down. And then, of course, I mean, they're going to, who's not going to fight back? Who's not going to defend themselves? (sighs) So for Brother Nature to sit there and act like the victim, it's, 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 it's sad. It's very sad. I don't know if I believe you because There's I've never video. seen that video. There is video and I have seen it myself. Okay, I'm not going to take a break real quick to watch it, but I'll watch it after this. We can talk about it next <laughs> podcast. Yeah. But I just don't believe you. So. But for the most part, <laughs> before that and even after this, I will still support him because he stands for so many great things he's trying to do with so much good you're dick riding and so no but you just trashed him so bad and now you're like oh but i'm still gonna stand him no i'm not i'm not trying to like you can't talk trash and then say you still love him because you gotta pick because it's 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 shitty of him to act like the victim but he has done some pretty great things so you forgive him that's what i thought you don't forgive him I don't forgive him for acting like the victim instead of owning up to his actions. You're dick riding still. Okay. But, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> um, Brother Nature got that ass beat because he deserved it. He didn't even fight back, though. He instigated. In the video, he's like, oh, please. As, don't after hit the me. fact, after he ran in and started swinging on him. That was probably a deep fake. That was probably not real. It wasn't. Oh, but deep fakes are a whole nother topic that we're not going to get into. Yeah, we can we can make that like a next week topic yeah, if you so want to. Because I've always wanted to talk about those. Yeah. Um, deep fakes are running politics right now, too. Yeah, and there's literally no way to prove it. That's but again, the part. again, that'll be next week's topic. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so we t- went to the Jay-Z topic, took a sidebar to Brother Nature. Oh, we're still on Twitter. So Spotify wrapped, um, got released last week. So everybody who uses Spotify, not Rob, got um, a list of their like top artists of the decade, of the year, and then their top genre of the the year i think or their top five genres of the year and everybody's was pop rap so much that pop rap was trending at number one because people were in a heated debate about pop rap so half the people were like embarrassed um half the people were saying that it's like okay because pop rap is like the most you know number one best-selling genre of right now so it's okay some people were saying that rap inherently in itself cannot be pop and some were arguing that it can so i just wanted to get your quick candid thoughts about literally any of those you can Um, answer any of those questions well i mean pop rap has been very relevant this year okay with kind of like the whole old town road do you think that's pop rap that is definitely pop it's not pop rap it actually is because it's in the definition of pop rap right here that I pulled up. You're so... Stop pulling shit pop up. Pop rap is a genre of music fusing the rhythm-based lyricism of hip-hop music with pop music preferences for melodious vocals and catchy tunes, which gained mainstream popularity during the 1990s. The lyrics are often lighthearted, 
with choruses similar to those heard in pop music. Old Town Road, for example, has a very catchy hook. Very catchy hook. Where things that are truly hip-hop, sometimes they switch that hook up a little bit. It's not always the same. So um, pop rap has definitely been something that has been very relevant this year for my recollection. Um, I would say Post Malone is kind of leading that. And I've, I've never been a fan of like poppy hip hop music. And um, Naomi, Naomi knows that I've never really been a fan of Post Malone. I mean, I like some of his older music, but... Pop rap is definitely something that I cannot really get on the wave of because if I'm listening to rap, I want to hear rap. If I'm listening to hip hop, hip hop, R&B, R&B, I don't want to hear a subgenre such as pop rap. I don't want to hear fucking tripping. So what what is your take on that? Okay. What, do you, what do you think about? So pop I agree rap? with literally one of the sentences that you said, and it's that pop rap exists. Um, <laughs> but that's pretty much it. <laughs> So I do think that pop rap is like is a thing because a lot of people were saying that rap in itself cannot be pop. Like pop rap is not a um, valid genre, but I think that it is. Um, so my definition of pop is not like the sound of bubblegum or whatever. It's to me um, short for the word popular. So if you have a rap song and it's popular, like meaning it makes the charts and it's like the number one song in the country, then it is pop rap. That's all that I think pop rap is. No, because pop rap is an is upbeat. Old Town Road is an upbeat. I don't agree with that either. I don't think Old Town Road is a pop. Well, it's a pop song in the sense that it is popular, but I don't. It has like it, it shouldn't even be considered like rap. I mean, it's. it's I agree. It's, it's not. It's not a rap. Sure. Yeah, it's in the hip hop umbrella, but I also think it's a crossover with country music. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. So I can agree there. Okay. So so hip hop um, is an umbrella. We can agree to that, right? And these so, and there are certain things that fall under that, but under that umbrella, there are certain sublets that do outline where these specific things fall. Okay. So I think one of them under the hip hop umbrella is R and B. Another one is trap. Another one is rap. Um, so on and so forth. Yep. Um, Trap being like uh, speaker knockers. It has like the 808s. That's kind of like the defining thing of trap. Yes. Um, So for me, like pop rap is anything that is popular that uses an 808. Kind of like that. But also Post Malone is not a rapper. He's a hip hop artist. So he uses hip hop influence. But the way he structures his songs are like two verses a chorus, a bridge, and another verse. You know what I mean? Like, he uses those kinds of song structures that aren't prevalent in regular yeah, rap but, music. Yeah, but you have to agree that his hooks are very um, structured. His okay. hooks, His hooks are made to stand out, to be something that sticks in your head that you can think of automatically when you think of one of his songs. For radio play. For radio play. Right. And they think, and they do that for streams. Like I don't, I think a lot of the artists that once they make it to this certain level, a certain part of that creativity that makes them a true artist kind of goes out the window. Okay. Would you agree though? Uh, I would agree. A certain, a certain part of that because it goes into 
what is trending, what is making the most right. profit. And you want to go commercial because you yeah, want to make they money wanna, at they, that point. They want to go commercial. And there's only a few artists that I think don't fit into that specific um, window or box, I okay. guess, whatever. Uh, J. Cole. <laughs> okay. Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, but that's like God, so it's different. Yeah, but but they but but they they do their own thing. As and in in the hip hop umbrella, or are you just focusing no, on no, that? No, I'm just I'm I'm just saying as far as as not just trying to focus it on what's going to make them the most money because they do what they do because they know that no matter what their creativity is going to outshine all of that and make them money because people like them for who they are. Okay, I will 100% agree with that. <clears throat> and that kind of takes us into our next topic okay we were actually going to bring up uh 2014 forest hills drive it turned five years old this week it turned five i don't know if you know this but j cole and myself share the same birthday that is very corny january 28th oh because the song yeah duh. he actually has a song january 28th i don't mean to toot my own do you listen to that on your birthday actually i do anyway you're so corny (laughs) but i mean only the greats have birthdays on that day, so it is what it is. Anybody else can kick rocks. Um, okay, whatever you say. Um, that is definitely like a I hate to like use the decade term like way too um much or like just to saturate it all over this podcast. But honestly, I think it's definitely like an album of the decade. Oh, definitely. I think it is like very like defining towards like people of our age group like you were saying earlier people that kind of like grew up with artists on the timeline and like kind of like using the internet to kind of navigate the music industry that is something that like that album is just like very very near and dear to me um I think I had that album in my playlist for like at least three years like without taking out any songs um I just loved it. I think it was awesome. And I finally got to see J. Cole live this year, so that was amazing. Um, yes, I saw him actually last year. Mm-hmm. Wait. Yes, 2018 at um, <clears throat> Rolling Loud in Miami. So that was actually a great treat because J. Cole, as a performer is just on a whole nother level. He's not one of those performers that relies on his backtrack. Yeah. no. He's he will literally not have that playing and just do it all himself, which I think just is so awesome because he puts his emotion into every single song because he writes every single song. That's true. Um, so yeah, I was just really proud of that album turning five. And I also couldn't believe that it had been like a whole five years since it came out because I feel like I've been, um, it feels like it's older actually. Like I feel like I've been singing, um, no role models since I was like 10, but that's obviously, that just came out when I was in college. So I don't know, like, that's just like how ingrained into like my soul. Yes. yes. I actually own it on like a. Vinyl? vinyl record That's yeah awesome. i think i've said that before but it's awesome yeah definitely yeah. one of the greats and as far as albums of the decade go mm-hmm. um i do have a list of the top 10 okay i actually wanted to save that because i wanted that to be like its own like podcast almost um later this year like towards the end of the year if that's cool with you if we that's- can table it 
That's definitely fine. But one of the things I didn't want to table, <laughs> sick transition, is I am seeing all over social media people asking about the worst bars of the decade. Have you seen that, like, trend? Mm -mm. Okay, I've seen it, like, on Instagram and Twitter today, like, multiple, multiple times. Like, people keep asking, like, oh, what do you think is the worst bar of the decade? So I was wondering if you, like, have any ideas at the top of your head for, like, lines that just, like, are so, so corny. Like, they shouldn't even have made it on the song. Because I have an actual nomination for an entire song. What is it? It's Big Bank by YG with all the features. It has like 2 Chainz, Nicki Minaj, and Big Sean. That whole song is just really, that, really cringy. That is kind of a bad song. I do everything like my shirt. It's a large. And then what else does Nicki say? She's like, diamond chains on my ankle. Show my ass like a stank hoe. Who the fuck says <laughs> that? <laughs> that is so oh horrible. Oh my gosh. And um, you know, I've never really given that any, any, any kind of... Thoughts. That was my favorite song of last year, unironically. I actually really liked it because I loved to sing it because it was so horrible. Like, it was just so trash. That it was like one of my guilty pleasure songs. What was it? Big Bank. Big Bank is one of your guilty pleasure songs? Yeah. I think it actually made it on my Spotify wrapped, so I was, like, embarrassed to post it. <laughs> I'm embarrassed that I didn't ever get that Apple Music doesn't have you don't use Apple Music, you use Tidal for like the majority of the year. Yeah, but I, I have Apple Music. I've had both for the longest time. Apple Music has like a replay. Yeah, but it didn't, it didn't really do that for me. <clears throat> so, let's see. As far as worst bars of the decade, I, I really I really don't, don't have any for you at this at this particular moment. Okay, I, I think about it, and next week we'll talk about it again. A lot of the ones that I saw were all Kodak Black lyrics, and a lot- Kodak Black is trash. Let's just get that Okay, settled. I'm so glad that you agree. He is trash. But um, I saw a lot of Drake, too. Um, whenever, whenever I don't have some insight, mm -hmm. I do have my tablet here, and I do look up specific things. Yes, he I, looks up stuff in real time, everybody. I do. He just tries I, I wanna, so hard. I want to be able to give them, and you know, this, this one-, this one says this dude Cole always been questionable to me. So <laughs> this line <laughs> Okay, read it. This line is a little bit questionable. It says they fucking with the boy like a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> this is a this is from J. Cole's song We On. They fucking with the boy like a pedophile. Okay, don't repeat it. We're gonna be on a list. That is kind of that's that's very cringeworthy. Is it your worst bar of the decade? That is, you know, before knowing about it, mm -hmm. I definitely put that on the top of my list because that's kind of fucked. Okay. But um I don't see this as like a worst bar of the decade, but I do see it as one of those that is kind of questionable. Mm -hmm. Um Mercy. Okay. Uh, Big Sean's verse. Build a house up on that ass. That's an ass state. Roll, roll, <laughs> roll my weed on it. That's an ass tray. <laughs> I think we can just go ahead and nominate Big Sean as worst rapper of the decade. Because yeah, he thinks that because his voice is so smooth that he can just say whatever. And he can't like he says the stupidest shit. Like, the dumbest shit. Like, what was that one line that everybody was like, 
going crazy for. Um, we can be like the solar system and plan it out. Do you remember oh, that one? And yes. then, um, well, he says just like dumb shit. And that song about like, um, if I could quit my job and fuck you all day, then I would, then I would. Mm-mm. Here's a tweet by, by someone that just said the worst bars of the decade is literally just something by Big Sean. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess other people share the same um, opinion because, you know, Big Sean, like I said, he thinks that he can just say whatever he wants because his voice is very suave. Like, he kind of he, he kind of just comes <laughs> off the cuff and he thinks that he's so smooth because his voice is just so apparent, but... I, I, I don't think he has that luxury. He thinks that just because he smashed, uh, that he smashed Janae Aiko, he's like big shit. But And made her come nine times. Okay, so can we talk about that? <laughs> 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 has that ever, like, occurred, like, with you? Like, have you ever done Actually, that? wait, I do have one more worst bar of the decade. Okay. Although I do kind of fuck with it. Okay. <laughs> fuck, uh, Kanye West... <laughs> From, I'm so surprised you're talking down on Kanye. No, it's I'm like, not talking down because I kind of fuck with it. Um, it's that, uh, now if I fuck this model, she just bleach her asshole. And I get bleach on my t-shirt, I'm, I'm going to feel, feel like, like an, an asshole. asshole. That line is hard. I don't think that's a worse bar. It's not a worse bar, but it's definitely a little bit questionable. Because after that, I remember seeing on eBay, there was literally a shirt with a bleach stain being sold. For a great amount of money that says it was from a model's bleached asshole. Did you put a bid on it? I plead the fifth. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding, y'all. I would not. No, he's not. The look on his face, he's not kidding. I would not put a... um, a bid on a bleached asshole. You thought tea. Jesus is King was good, so Jesus clearly King was good. We're not going to bring up these these old topics anymore. Okay, you want to move on to new topics? Well, here's another shitty verse by Kodak Black. I'm the shit. I farted. Don't know how to potty. <laughs> I hate Kodak Black so much. It. He sucks. But here's one by Drake. I don't know why it's in this list because I do fuck with it. You wild and you childish. You go to CVS for Kotex. And my Bugatti. And my Bugatti. Yeah, I took the keys and tried to hide it so you can't drive it and put on mileage. Then you, then you find, find it. it. I was silence. Yeah, Mama I is that saying it's real good. Okay, here's, here's, here's a questionable one by Eminem. Your booty is heavy duty like diarrhea. Eminem just sucks, period. Can we just get that out of the way? Next topic. <laughs> Because, you know, he's definitely not on my top five, top ten, but he is, he can be very lyrical. He can rap, but he's not good at it. He has the technical skill to put together rhymes. We haven't gotten to new music at all, by the way. Okay. And it's already about to be an hour. So the next, the next topic that we're going to discuss, because um, we don't really, I don't really want to get into like the whole Eminem debacle. Or we're not. Anything like that. Um, new music 
That's what I just said. Don't try to host my podcast. I just said we're about to talk about new music. New music. Kelly uh, Uchi. I'm going to just take over right now because if not, you're going to try to take over and this is my podcast. Kelly Uchi's dropped a single. Did you listen to it? No. You didn't do your homework. Okay. Well, I did, listeners, and it fucking slapped. I don't know what you expected. It's Kelly Uchi's. I love her. I love you her. You don't get to talk about it because you didn't rush to... You, you're not checking for Kelly Uchi's, so... I'm actually not. Yeah. Wait, what? You don't check for her? I don't check for her, but I mean, I like her. I don't I don't dislike her. I like her music. <sighs> but you're kicked off this podcast. I can't believe you don't check for Kali Uchi's, like, for real. Don't, isn't, like, R&B your thing? It is, but she's not necessarily R&B. She's, like, pop. She's, like... She's, like, a little bit, like, Lana Del Rey, but, she's like, definitely, Hispanic. She's definitely cool, though. Like, I, I, I fucks with her, for sure. Her vibe is dope. Okay, so if you haven't checked out that new Caliucci single, I definitely recommend it. It's like a 10 out of 10. It's a vibe. Um, new albums that dropped, Roddy Rich dropped one. Did you listen to it? I listened to a little bit of it. I listened to the whole thing. I Okay, so I know we just shot all over Big Sean, but Roddy Rich actually reminds me of Big Sean. Like, I think that he says a lot of cool stuff. Or no, he does. He sounds really cool, like, sonically. Like, I like his mm-hmm. cadence and I like his production. But then when I listen to it, like, it sounds like shit. Like, you what know, is he saying? And it's like, it's, like, it's like one of those artists where you can tell he puts effort into his craft. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it all sounds the same. No, yeah, that's true. The whole album felt like one song one with song. transitions. One yeah. song. The only song that really stuck out to me was the song with Meek Mill. Everybody's saying that actually. Like, and that's just that's just what it is. Yeah. Um, and I feel bad because I know the streets really fuck with Roddy Rich, and I kind of want to get away from like more commercial stuff and do like mm-hmm. more um, like artists that are like for the culture and like all about it. And I know that Roddy Rich is one of them. Um, I know that he even collabed with like Nipsey last year and. R.I.P. Yeah, um, I like that song, but I'm gonna be honest, I didn't like Roddy Rich's part. So, really? like all the way back then, yeah, I just kind of knew he was never really for me. I don't think he makes music for me. I think that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but I gave it a little yeah. listen. I think I might listen to it again. Yeah, this I'll, week. I'll, I know, and I'll definitely try it. Try it again too. It's just like again, he, he, you can tell he puts the effort in, but it kind of goes unnoticed. Okay. So. Um, definitely an artist. I'm sure some people really do ride with him, and I'm not knocking that. Um, I'll give it. Another, I'll give it another listen, but it will. De- I don't know. Even even my first listen already told me like this will not be one that I kind of go to. Yeah, it. I didn't put any of the songs in my playlist. If that mm-hmm. answers anybody's questions out there. No, for sure. Um. Also, Max B dropped an album. Um. Did you just listen? You're not like an old head or anything. Neither am I. I just listened to it because it's Max B, and he did the Silver Surfer intermission on the Life of Pablo. I remember that. Yeah. And also, oh, also somebody tweeted um a picture of Kanye West dressed in like all the silver makeup for his flopra, his second flopra. Uh, that's another and, topic for next time. Yeah. Um, they put Yeezy is a silver surfer or whatever, and then Max B quote tweeted it and he put there's only one silver surfer. And I was like, ooh. I just think it's funny because like everybody was talking crap about Lizzo and her crazy outfit that she wore to the <laughs> game. And while Kanye is dressed as the fucking tin aluminum man. foil <laughs> okay i just want to know if the opera because it was about mary if it was um about mary in the club meeting joseph surrounded by hella thugs because <laughs> if it wasn't about that that's a fucking major l because that's like one of kanye's best songs
So I, I don't know. Sure. I don't like. Can you stream the operas? Have you ever looked into? It? I know you're like a Kanye stan. Um, no, but most of the Sunday services you can. Like okay. the most recent one is on there, and I know that the the, the Say My Name remix mm-hmm. is live too. So y'all can actually go on YouTube and see that. Okay, it's actually really interesting. I'm sure there's that. like a bootleg version mm-hmm. of his opera somewhere out there. But I know it. you have this on your docket, and I brought it up last time. Mm-hmm. The Cash Page yes, project. Yes, we talked about that last time. And... Dallas-based artist. Okay, yeah, so you had mentioned her last week, and I hadn't given her a listen, but I went ahead this week, and I did my homework. Um, and so I listened to the album, and then I clicked on her bio. I was like, oh, like this is actually like really well-produced. Like I wonder like whose crew she's a part of or like where she came from and then it said like she was from dallas and i was like super proud because like texas pride that's why i said like texas is keeping the industry afloat it is you know cash page i had only heard murmurs of her and i would see people like repost her stuff like every now and then um before i actually gave her a listen that's why on the last podcast i actually said i haven't listened to the project but i want to yeah. And I'm really glad that I did because she has a great sound. I love it. My favorite song on the project is uh, WMT, mm-hmm. Waste My Time. Yeah. yeah, that one stood out to me yeah. a lot. Yeah, I think is, I added it to my playlist. That is my like favorite. Right and for some reason, it doesn't have a star by it, but I'll let that slide. But mm-hmm. that is my favorite song on the, on, on the project. Um, definitely, if you have not listened... Go and stream that. Cash page. Mm. Listen to it. Yeah. It's pretty good. I'm glad that you definitely recommended it because some of those songs made it into my playlist like right away. And I really fucked with that album. I listened to it more than once, honestly, like throughout the week. Parked Car Convos. That's what it's called. Yes, that's right. Mm -hmm. Parked Car Convos. So um, those of y'all listeners that are checking for new music, I would definitely give that a spin. Um, and then the last album that I had on my list that I wanted to talk about was French Montana's. And I'll be honest, I don't check for French Montana. I haven't in like several years. Yeah, um, he's one of those artists that I think relies on kind of his features to stay afloat. He released a feature track list before he released like an released an album track list, which could, which in a sense would build hype for yes, his albums. Exactly. So, I mean, for artists like that. Again, their artistry is not there. They're relying on features that they have. But, I mean, the album the album is, is okay. Um, we'll have to give it another spin before I can actually give, like, a full summary on it. He has um, songs the, on it that were, like, three years old. The song with Cardi B is okay. Just because I That's I like been Cardi out for B. a while, though, right? That one's, like, a, no, was like one's a single. New. That was new. The one with Cardi B and it Post Malone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is new. Okay. But as far as um, that goes, um, if y'all would like, just give that, I mean, give it a stream. Don't You don't have to. I definitely recommend the Cash Page album over that. Um, but as Naomi knows, my favorite genre is R&B and soul. So I really do vibe with that kind of music. So. Yeah, I think if I had to rate them, like, in order, I would probably say Cash Page, then... Max B? I would say Roddy before Max B. Well, Roddy, okay. I think it just had like a little bit more replay value. Yeah, Than definitely. Max B and then yeah. French. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for new music, I would check those out. And also, of course, the Caliucci single. Ooh, ooh, plug. Shout that I out. I love her. I've seen her twice. <laughs> um, 
But those were all the things on our docket and we are running out of time. We're a little bit over an hour. So if you want to um, sign off, I'm not opposed. Well, I just want to thank everybody for listening. Um, we're going to... We're going to do this again next week, and hopefully it's... What, what do you think it's going to be next week? I have no idea what no, we're going to talk about. It'll, y'all, just, y'all just stay tuned. Yes. Okay? It's a so surprise. Until then, I hope y'all have a great night. Um, yeah. Show up to Rob's event on Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th at yeah. the Goldfish. Yes. Oh, the bed faded. Oh, no, it's because my battery died. Just kidding. Um, well, that was awkward. But his event will be at the Goldfish on Friday the 13th. Show up. Um, can't stop plugging local events enough. Show up. Show out. Be there or be square. The vibes will be provided. Um, food truck. We got all that. So just please uh, support your boy. Support local music. Support the talent. Um, we really want to get a lot of good people out there. Okay, awesome. So I think that's pretty much all I had for this week. And if that's all that you had, we're going to sign off officially. (laughs) Hold on. Okay, so we'll sign off to this. Okay, um, thanks everybody for giving us a listen. Just remember to subscribe, tweet us, follow us, whatever it is that you want to do. At Cody Rob on Instagram. Okay, at M-O-R-E-N-A-O-M-I on Twitter. Okay. Good night.